rock nerd, Megan Slankert, and I don't know about you, but three of my most favorite things in life are Bats, Earl Grey, and DJ Webble's Hangover Sessions. There you go. You just heard Alanis Morissette on one hand in my pocket. I hope you enjoyed that one. thought I'd take you back to 1995 or thereabouts with that classic song from Jagged Little Pill, an amazing album. You're listening to Hangover Sessions 268. Welcome, everybody. We're going to have M. Jones and the Melee up for you today. They'll be joining us around 20 minutes in to this show, so stay tuned for that. Got a couple of live songs they're going to play. Justin's going to be joining us. He's the bass player from the band playing rhythm guitar in this case, or rhythm-ish. It's more kind of lead as well, uh, but sounding awesome. So stay tuned for lots of great music today. Really glad to have Margaret back on the show. Last time she was with us, she was with uh, the Roxy Rawson band and uh, she was playing guitar for them. And now she's got her own band and you're going to really enjoy what you hear today. So we're going to play um, a couple of songs before we shift over to Margaret and Justin's part of the show. And this next song is by Sebastian Tellier and it's called La Ritornelle. Enjoy.
There you go. La Ritornelle, uh, the Gilligan Moss mix by Sebastian Tellier and Gilligan Moss from the La Ritornelle EP. I've been meaning to play that for a long time. It's been in my future tunes playlist forever and glad I finally got to play that for you. I actually had to cut it about a minute short because uh, I wanted to cram in a little bit more chitter chatter before we get over to uh, M Jones and the Melee in a short while. Um, so before we do flip over to them, I do have an artist that I had on the show previously who's just released an album called Slide Sonatas One, and it's by Geiger Von Muller, of course, who I had a few shows ago, calling in all the way from the UK in London. And I'm going to play No Particular Place to Go, which is a lovely cover that he's done on slide guitar, which is the third track from his album. Go and check it out if you can. He's on Bandcamp under Geiger Von Muller, uh, and his new album's out, Slide Sonatas 1. Definitely worth a look in if you can. Um, and we're also going to play, followed after that, we're going to have Weekend and Arling and Cameron, which is a perfect Hangover Sessions tune. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope you enjoy the interview with M. Jones and the Melee. It was a real joy to have them here in the studio and playing live. Very talented act, unique sound. You're going to love what you hear, I promise you. So we are going to play um, these two songs and then over to the interview. Ciao for now and thanks for listening to KTLC Lost Church Free Radio. Happy Sunday, everybody.
morning, everybody. Good morning. Thanks morning. for joining us today. We have Justin and Margaret here. Hello. Hi. And this is the M. Jones me- and the Melee. Am yes. I saying that right? M. Jones and the Melee. Nice. It's been a while since we last saw each other. Yeah, it's been a couple of years. It's and good to see you. last time it was under a different guise as well. Yeah. Under a different guise, yeah. different band, When different we could time. go out and be free and not wear masks. <laughs> all, all that. <laughs> and not feel weird not wearing masks. <laughs> <laughs> what an innocent time we lived in. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking also, about. I'm I get sorry, mistaken yeah. for Roxy Rawson all the time. Re- I can see why. I can see why. You Maybe can't exactly see that on the radio, like but you, you, yeah. can, you can get a feel for the voice. Yeah. Yes. Through the uh, voice. Like anyone who is familiar with Roxy Rawson's voice knows that that is not Roxy <laughs> Rawson's voice. <laughs> so how did MJ, I know this is a big question, but how did M. Jones and the Melee start? How did this come together? 2019, right? It all began? Uh, 2019. According to the w- inter- yeah, internet. Yeah, 2019, like it all kind of came together. So I, I had been playing some other bands around the Bay Area before that. And, you know, for various reasons, they'd kind of scattered to the winds. And I thought, well, let's make a band where, yeah. you know, at least I'm the constant. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I can keep things going. Um, and I wanted to write my own songs. And I had been writing my own songs. So I wanted something where I could kind of bring people together and um, make music on my own. So I started like looking around for musicians and at the time I was still actually playing in a f- like a, a couple of the other bands and as we were playing around town um, I ran into my bass player Justin at a show Hi. <laughs> who was here with us in the studio and then um, I also ran into like several other musicians who some of whom are still in the band some of whom have moved on to other projects right. but we sort of we formed this band called M. Jones and the Melee um, and we started playing and you know we've we've gone through <laughs> the pandemic and everything yeah, together yeah, um yeah. we had to think outside the box but did um, you do Concord couch concerts we did do Concord couch concerts nice. um made a lot of friends that way yeah. and you know I, I think one of the cool things about like one of one of the silver linings if you will for everything we've gone through over the last couple of years is how we did manage to connect with bands that we probably never would have shared a stage with otherwise just because you know, like it, we wouldn't have booked them, or we wouldn't have, we'd be double booked that night and not have gone to that show. Mm-hmm. So, through things like Concord Couch concerts, we we met a lot of really cool people, and that's kind of that's led to a, a cool budding music scene that's that's, nice, that's yeah. bigger than all of us. Yeah. Also, a little bit through what we call Firefest 2021, but that's going to be a story <laughs> for that's a story oh, wow. for another uh, day. That's a story. Oh, that's wow. a story for another segment in the podcast or the okay. r- broadcast. Yeah, I'm happy have, to have talk you about seen that. The Woodstock 99. Uh, Me too. I have a feeling yeah. it's going to be. Seen a bit of it. It's, it's going to feel weirdly uh, familiar. <laughs> it's not a good one to watch before going to bed. You're like, okay, I will watch the next chapter. I want to be uh, a musician now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, crikey, yeah. I want to. I want to work in event production. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> it, was, it was not the same as the Woodstock from uh, the 60s. I'm, well, I in, mean, in they weird were ways, there are parallels. Mess. They were both a mess. <laughs> maybe, both a mess. maybe there wasn't as much coverage of that one, the so you just never knew what I, was happening. I, I, I would give it with the drugs are different. <laughs> maybe. I mean, um, by, by the end of it, everyone wanted to go home both times. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I honestly, this is news to me. I didn't. I, this is. How oh, I, you talked to people. Well, I wasn't who living like, here then as well. You so. talked to people who were sort of like part of the production staff of the original Woodstock. Yeah. And it was a shit show. Yeah. It was like everything that could go wrong did. They just happened to have. It, it was raining. They managed to. Keep it's it upstate it New York, so it was. It happened. They, you know, it's like a fifty-fifty shot. Right. Will it be raining right. or not? In the sixties, it was raining. In ninety-four, it was raining. Ninety-nine. 
it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> and, and while, um, you know, like I'm sure yeah. everyone working there knew what the dangers were, safety protocols to make the stage safe, to make things work right, yeah. were not what they are today. Oh, God, no. Like, <laughs> there's a, like the thing about yeah. the, the bowl of M&Ms is, is real because it was like checking to make sure people read the rider <laughs> yep. yeah. um, that told you all the technical specifications for the stage and everything like that. I still wonder how Woodstock even happened back in the <laughs> 60s. Because, I mean, did people just sit there in a field for like <laughs> fucking four days yeah. like without it, a tent like it seemed it, like they just watched music the whole time and then it rained and then <laughs> the field turned to mud yeah oh my god i mean that's what happened in 69 94 is it rained everything turned to mud and then it turned into a big muddy orgy yeah um it, especially in the 60s um in the 90s it turned into a bunch of people throwing mud at green day and then a security guy spearing mike Durnt on <laughs> tv so crazy um <laughs> And you, you say you haven't even watched this, so I feel like you're already in the documentary. He knows the lore. Yeah, I know yeah. my lore very well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He knows the lore, uh, but remember I, that I remember lore. watching Woodstock 99 on TV um, <laughs> way back when, and then that third night when all hell broke loose. It's like, oh, oh my God, yeah. whoa. <laughs> yeah, and this is in the early days of like, you know, watching it live festivals mm-hmm. on TV as well, right? I mean, yeah, well, at least just sort of. At least, especially like multi-day ones. I mean, they'd done a few in the eighties. I guess, yeah, I guess you had like um, they'd done live, the Wem- stuff, live at Wembley, yeah. Band Aid, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, okay, sorry, I'm getting my years all mixed up here. <laughs> but I think with, by the time we got to the nineties, like no one had really done that, be- had done that in a yeah. while because you'd had, uh, you know, the biggest tours or the biggest festivals were touring festivals through the most of the nineties. Like you had Warp Tour, you had Lilith Fair, um, you had Lollapalooza. Those were all touring things. They didn't want to be televised because. That hurts ticket sales. Yeah. Um, if you're going to be going to different cities throughout the summer, um, Woodstock '99, from what I can tell, having not seen the documentary, but having an idea of what all, all idiocy in the music. Yeah, ho- how to know what it looks like when people who should have no business running a uh, festival oh, decide they're going to run a festival. <clears throat> just make as much money as possible. I think that was the main problem. That was so the main just problem. Just trying to make mo- as much yeah. money as possible and without mad about anything else. Yeah, without any consideration yeah. for like how what are the logistics of this? It, it's yeah. sort of the uh, Amateurs think about strategy. Professionals talk about yeah, logistics. Yeah. Uh, truism. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So, have you speaking, changing the subject slightly, but on a related note, have you played any festivals this summertime, have, no. or have you been to any festivals socially as well? Uh, this summer, we've been quite busy with um, a couple other side projects, so we haven't played any festivals. Um, the, the festival we were joking about was from the summer before. The fall yeah. before it was October. It was the fall before. It was October. Right? Yeah. It was after the summer. Okay, interesting. But um, where you played or we played oh, it we played. and <laughs> i built it. up the pa when i got there <laughs> did the pa survive yeah it did yeah actually you know like all things considered the music part of it was fine um i won't say where it was or who organized it okay just okay, we'll so no one that. gets embarrassed yeah, yeah. but um it definitely was in a place not designed to have as many people as they thought were going to come and thankfully it flopped because yeah. the infrastructure just wasn't there for it interesting but we we rolled in and we set up our pa and we played the show and we watched as multiple vans of other bands rolled in and they got out looking kind of bewildered (laughs) (laughs) one of whom i was we were friends with (laughs) beforehand and we were definitely the ones who referred 
organizers to them. Yeah, you um, how much <laughs> needs to go into into doing a festival? It's yeah. easy to forget that. Like when you're there, you're just like having fun, yeah, yeah. getting drunk yeah. with your friends, getting wasted, whatever. Yeah. I will say that there's something beautiful that happened though with the bands that showed up, right. like one by one, as they were getting out of the bus, looking around, going like, "Oh my God, what have we gotten ourselves yeah. into?" We all just sort of formed this bond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, no, we're still gonna we're gonna play this. We're right. gonna play a good Make show. We're gonna help each other. Um, <laughs> Justin <laughs> brought terrifying. his own, like Bruston, uh, Justin I brought his own PA just to to supplement the sound because right. we weren't sure if the PA was going to be able to handle bands as opposed to like the other kind of music. It was, was a killer sound. It was a killer sound <laughs> system for DJs. Right. But, it, not it, for but in the case of for bands, like those really expensive subwoofers. <laughs> So they got the to be really expensive so subwoofers. So many questions. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying rock not band. to ask them. <laughs> like, just rock bands would just be going like, womp, womp. <laughs> yeah, it, it'd be, it'd be so, bad. Wow. So he, he basically kind of saved the day. And, and we bonded with a couple other bands there because of that. And th the cool thing that came out of that was that we met a bunch of bands that are sort of scattered around. And we can do like show trades yeah. in different cities. Like we've been up to Reno. Oh, that's, how that's how it yeah, all starts. That's how it, it all starts. So like, you know, yeah. opportunities born through adversity or something yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, we I mean have since hard. played a show with every band on that bill. Yes. Um, nice. At least yeah. once. Yeah. Uh, it's amazing who you meet through <laughs> live shows and things like that. That's how this, this show started, from playing at the Utah, just doing little open mics. Nice. And just yeah, meeting nice. a bunch of people and starting the, the trunk of the tree started there. And mm -hmm. then it branched out from there with different, you know, connections and stuff like that. Yeah, that's how yeah, you do great. it. Cool. And the Fireside does, just to close the loop here, Fireside does a lot of open mics. I am the it? host of said open mic. Oh, nice. There we um, go. Yeah, you're talking to the host <laughs> of the open mic. I did not know that. That's a nice guy. <laughs> I am the host of the Fireside Lounge Wednesday Serendipity night open right mic. And Sign up starts 6.30, 7.30-ish. Music you said goes this at before. 8. <laughs> no. Buy a drink. Buy a drinker five, tip Sarah heavily because she's putting up with all of our bullshit. <laughs> um, when did it restart the open mites? Because uh, open mites definitely died a death for a, a good year and a half. I we, say. the first day of us doing open mic again was the day after reopening, June, uh, it was June 14th, 15th, whatever, whatever that Wednesday was. 2020, 2021. Yeah, 2021, yeah. mid June, Fucking 2021. Weird year. That year yeah. was just like, what the fuck happened? I thought 2020 was bad, but 2021 was like. 2021 was weird. It was just bizarre. 2020 was just bad. 2021 was a roller coaster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 2020 was a just <laughs> unapologetic <laughs> shit show. Unapologetic. 2021 bad. was just like, what the <laughs> hell is going on? Um, but uh, yeah, the. Uh, uh, yeah, that was the. Because when they did the whole, like, all right, we're reopen, go. Uh, thing, uh, the day that that kicked in was a Tuesday. That is trivia night at Fireside. Um, that was apparently uh, crazy. Like that was a rager. Uh, I remember us talking about how to pull off an open mic with like the restrictions oh that were still goodness, in place yeah. and everything. Well, at that yeah. point there weren't necessarily any restrictions. It was Mask more the whole like Mask how do we off. like, like how, do, well, how do we respect everyone's air purifier yeah. on safety? Air purifier. Oh, that a freaking window open. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it, it was yeah. Uh, play outside. Switch the mics out <laughs> in February. Yeah, it was switch yeah. the mics. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of like switch the mics. I have the window open facing the street. Yeah. Like point mm -hmm. the. We had like the front stage uh, that we were using at the time, so it was sort of like okay, we can play two people on the street. They want to yeah, yeah. hang outside. They can do that. If not, we can be in here, whatever. Um, I mean, there was definitely a little bit of like, okay, weird balancing act uh, to be had there. Um, but yeah, it was like the Tuesday was trivia night. The Wednesday was uh, the first open mic night. And then the Friday was like the 10th anniversary of ownership of the bar. So the Friday was basically the bar's birthday party uh, wow. at reopening. 
And uh, I remember most of that night. <laughs> <laughs> how long have you been doing the, not to go too off on a tangent here, but how long have you been doing the, the hosting of the open mic? Uh, That's a big job in itself, right? Yeah, I've been doing it, it there for probably nine years or so nine now. Nine years. Um, what the big sort of caveat to that is up until up through March of 2020, we'd always had it as like a rotating host uh, open mic. So I was like third Wednesdays of the month, which uh, if you want to try to build a brand around an open mic, good luck when <laughs> it changes every week. Um, I, I will add as an asterisk to this that um, while we were completely isolated, Justin basically assumed ownership of this open mic and mm-hmm. ran it remotely through Zoom. Oh yeah, I was running Zoom open months. mics like the easy, day after, it, yeah. like the day after lockdown kicked in. Uh, we were doing like okay, Zoom open mic. Yeah, um, which was uh, an insane amount of work and stress and latency, um, especially with like not being able to control the sound of the people. Oh yeah, it's whatever the their mic. equipment is. Good luck. There was a lot of troubleshooting that we to had robots to do and stuff like while they're doing the song. Like oh god, the signal's gone. Oh, oh yeah, oh the. Uh, it's like we can't hear you. Yeah. You're on mute. <laughs> You're you're on mute. You're on mute, and your microphone isn't turned up enough for the (laughs) software to not just kick in the noise gate. I was going to ask you if you did the streaming version of the open mic as well. It sounds like you did. Not really. (laughs) No, it's just a public Zoom meeting. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, that was. Hey, at least you're doing it. You're giving you're giving a platform for new artists. To do their thing, and that's yeah. that's a really important platform for a lot of new artists. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad we so did it. It's definitely confidence. it was the thing by kind of this time a year, two years ago. It was like I can't do this yeah. crap anymore. Yeah. Um, it, it was sort of the like I've become kind of semi allergic to the the live stream thing. Yeah, it's um, I mean, we all got sick of it, didn't we? Remember the the happy hours. Oh yeah! Like uh, in the early days, like mm-hmm. for for a good four months there, we were all doing like happy hours. Oh, so I was I doing remember. it internationally yeah. as well with yeah. like friends from home. I did my fortieth. No, it wasn't my fortieth. It was my thirty ninth birthday with a DJ on Zoom. My whole family joined, and all my friends. And my mum didn't know how to mute on zoom so we had the whole like my mum just chatting to my family and like all my friends (laughs) were trying to listen to the dj and it was like oh god this is not going well was that at the point where the way the noise management between different calls like every time she talked it muted the dj basically yeah Yeah, so i had to mute my mum i was like mum i'm putting you on mute and then she was like (laughs) effing and blinding at me like (laughs) through the visuals and i was like this is this is really not what i expected (laughs) why am i hosting this (laughs) it's my birthday (laughs) Anyway, that's by the by. Let's talk about your um, first song. So we're going to start with Faster yes. as a live song. Um, thank you um, for bringing this new music to the to the show. You s- you Our recorded pressure. these in 2020, the album yeah. was released, right? Yeah, 2020. Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> going going briefly back to what we were just talking about, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's like we're, we're an up-and-coming band. Um, we were just kind of getting our footing, and then the world shut down. So we were yeah. like, well, what do we do now? Let's make an album. <laughs> yeah, it, it was. there was a few months of just sort of like, okay, let's get our feet under us and... You know, everyone's kind of figuring out what the hell we were gonna, we were going to do. Um, then, kind of the back end of that summer is when it turned into we pivoted into the whole like, well, we've been thinking about recording, like we'd recorded uh, kind of basic tracks for two songs that were supposed to be kind of like singles, 
Um, I think one of them did get. Yeah, we released like them as uh, original versions of the them. The original plan on, like, was to kind of kind of do what a lot of bands do these days, where you roll out one single at a time, you mm-hmm, play a bunch mm-hmm. of shows, yeah, and then eventually it turns into an album. Um, but then 2020 happened, and we're like, okay, yeah. like no, there are no shows. The tables so have been flipped, <laughs> as it were. You know, like, what can we do right yeah, now? And yeah. what we could do, um, because Justin is also, like, a stellar audio engineer, is that we just figured out how to record in our rehearsal space, and it was a little nice. clandestine. <laughs> We'd, like, sneak over there and yeah. be like, is anybody here? Okay, we can, like, <laughs> sneak in. <laughs> and it's crazy, And, it? you know, like, we started with drum tracks, and then we just kind of, like, built stuff up. I recorded a lot of the stuff just at my house. Um, yeah. yeah, and then sort with of the with the drummer and the um, guitarist as well. Like how did you navigate that? Yeah, well, she plays all the guitar tracks on the okay. on the record. Okay. I Nick yeah, hadn't joined Nick yet. Nick joined so. after. Okay. So yeah, the band's a four piece now. Um, it's cool. Justin, myself. I play guitar. Justin's on bass. We also have Nick Redmond on guitar and John Acosta on drums. And they're nice. they're not here today, but I've that heard is of that the, name, the John Acosta. full lineup. Yeah. Cool. He, he, Maybe he knows everybody. He knows yeah. everybody. <laughs> has he been? Has he played in another band? That's nope. uh, no. No. Oh, he did have another band. He did. Okay, I that's right. I don't remember the it name of the band. Maybe I'm getting mixed also, up with James Acosta. Um, he's also very involved in Burning Man. Okay, so he's at Burning Man probably now. Uh, no, not this year. Not he's actually not doing it this year. Normally he normally he, he would the be the up there right now. He's in the Department of Public Works for Burning Man. Wow, so big deal. Yeah. Yeah. That's all kicking off this weekend, isn't yes. it? Yes. Yeah. But I think yeah, I think he's sitting it out this year to take care of some other like just. Yeah, yeah. They had some other. They had a they things. had a big work trip yeah. thing with his, uh, with his partner's sort of business. Nice. Um, so they went up there and. So in the midst of the pandemic, you went with a ten-track album, which is yep. no small feat. <laughs> 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 well and these songs were waiting. Well, how long? You know, over how long a time are these songs written? Like, are we talking like? Um, Many of the songs were written prior to the shutdown. Um, they were the things that we were going to sort of workshop right, and right. take through the process as we played more shows. Um, I wrote a lot of them as I was finishing grad school, which is probably why they sound so urgent and <laughs> dire. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so we were, uh, basically the, the thought process we had was just like we're sitting on an album's worth of songs yeah. and we can't play any shows. We might as well try to make something out of them. So we did. Um, nice. and you know, we chose the ones that you sort of hang together the best. Um, the two that are newer are the final two tracks of the album, which are Capital Murder and Keep a Weather Eye. Those were actually which written post track, lockdown. Right? Is that title track? The, uh, yeah, the title track, yeah. Keep a yeah. Weather yeah. Eye. Um, but yeah, we just, we took what we had recorded already and then we kind of built the rest of the album around it Nice. and, uh, took it from there. Nice. All right, let's get this song on then. We'll start with uh, Faster. And uh, this is track number, hopefully you can help me here, number seven on the album, seven of ten. All right, here we go. This is by M. Jones and the Melee. Enjoy. Pitch my voice down low I'm gonna swallow some hours In darkened bars Just to show I'm in business 
popping a lipstick grin across my grit and uncomfortable fit. At least I look the part as I pick up the pieces. Stretching thin, we are the closest, we are the closest we have ever been. appreciate that our pleasure yeah so we have a deserted island uh, disc collection that you've chosen Indeed. i hopefully didn't create too much of an existential crisis while you're choosing these i know it's not easy there was a lot of screaming and yelling yeah. and crying there and was not a lot of screaming and yelling <laughs> and crying <laughs> um blood <but> everywhere <laughs> jesus <laughs> Should we um. start with Nick Cave? <laughs> Should we start with Nick Cave? <laughs> and then uh, we go with Nick Cave. Cave. Hey, I knew what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> and then, Especially uh, one of his more like creepy songs. Creepy yeah, albums. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and Anna Colby, who I do want to say you reminded me of a lot as well. well thank you. 
No, Anna Calvi is a huge influence of mine. Uh, both of these have you artists. Seen her? I have. I, I saw her twice. Nice. Um, and this is like the humble brag where I was like doing grad research in London. She happened to be playing there, oh, so fantastic. I went to see her. So like, it's like I was in another country and I which, saw uh, her. Which venue did but, you see her? Um, it was a it was a music festival. Nice. Um, you got backstage passes and all that jazz. No, <laughs> oh, <okay>. <laughs> just <laughs> I was a broke grad student. I I you spent more money than I should have on like yeah, just the yeah. day pass, and nice. I just went and saw her. But uh, which yeah, festival? She was fantastic. I forget the name of the festival Is now. It in London. So it was in London. It was a one-off. It was sort of to the the east okay. along the canal, and I forget the name of the park. Nice Camden but or something. I like think that. it was Camden. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. No. There's some good. There's some good like little festivals right in the city. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I just block off a few blocks mm-hmm. and uh, it all goes down. But she w- she <laughs> was playing with like an orchestra. It was fantastic. Nice. Um, but yeah, I, I love her guitar playing. I think she's a very tasteful guitar player. Yeah. Where you know when she when she goes for it when she goes for it she goes for it yeah, and yeah, like yeah. she uses a lot of interesting techniques. But then she also knows how to kind of think about the guitar as an orchestrational instrument and yeah, kind of yeah, like yeah. hold she's back and leave room for other things when it's called for. Yeah, she's so set apart. She just rem- she does remind me in some regards, and I hope this doesn't sound too offensive, but as like a female Jeff Buckley. I feel no, like I sometimes like the way she yeah. goes off on like, you know, her solos and stuff like that. It's mm-hmm. definitely a vibe. Yeah. I can see she's influenced by him a little bit. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think I that goes to that. that question. Yeah. yeah. Cool. All right. So we've got uh, Do You Love Me, Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds, followed by Blackout and Anna Calvi. Enjoy these and I hope you'll enjoy them on your deserted island, Margaret. Should I ever find myself there? I love you 
establishment beside her Yet I seem so obsolete and small I found God and all his devils inside her In my bed she cast the blizzard out Mock sun blazed upon her head I so completely filled with light she was Her shadow fanged and hairy and mad Our love lines grew hopelessly tangled And the bells from the chapel went sessions with dj webble ktlc lost church free radio it's free baby
Thank you for those. You just heard um, Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds, Do You Love Me, and then followed by Blackout, Anna Calvi, from the original album by Anna Calvi, uh, her debut. Good stuff. All right. So I'm curious to know, and maybe this is an obvious question, but where the band name come f- came from. I'm always interested to hear about band names, like we were talking about with the Farewell Device. Yeah, actually, um, yeah, there are couple different components that go into it um m jones was my open mic name um you know like i i felt insecure the first couple times i went um i'd had a couple weird experiences previous times i'd tried to play in front of people um especially performing as a woman um in the midwest a lot of assumptions are made about who you are yeah (laughs) and i i didn't want anyone to to like make those assumptions about me before I got on stage so I just you know abbreviated my name mm. um so M Jones just kind of stuck as a performing moniker for a long time and then we were just looking for you know like an Amva <laughs> for the rest <laughs> of the band <laughs> and we're just going <laughs> just going through it um yeah and the melee just kind of like popped out as one of the options and it stuck nice it's my se- it's my second Amva band <laughs> <laughs> How many bands are you in again, Justin? Uh, presently active six? or <laughs> on call or... Presently uh, active. Let's go presently. Presently active, it is three wow. to five, depending on... How many, how how many days in a week are there? Presently active <laughs> is like two and a half. Yeah, yeah. presently <laughs> active is two and a half. That's fair. Two and are a half. Are you doing is the session stuff there. as well? Do you do like when session musicianship? Okay. Uh, yeah, I won't turn it down. I I am the musical slut. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it's I'm a bass player, so it's um. I was surprised to see you playing uh, guitar today. I, I, I thought you'd have acoustic bass. I hate acoustic bass. <laughs> I. Oh God. <laughs> He worst. really hates acoustic <laughs> bass. So how ca- okay? I don't question, hate acoustic how comes bass, but he hates <laughs> How comes you're playing the guitar instead of the bass guitar? Aside uh, from acoustic basses, I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry I, for bringing up the acoustic bass. I, I play guitar for like my own projects a lot of time. Actually, the the most technically demanding band I was ever in, I spent the first two years on guitar in, which uh, we have all admitted to each other was the dumbest thing we'd ever done musically um <laughs> but uh but i could play in five so I, I got the gig um so like i i can play guitar and i'm fairly comfortable with it i'm just i am usually the second worst guitar player in whatever band i'm in and occasionally i'm the worst guitar player <laughs> in whatever band i'm in depending on who the drummer is um well and there are a lot of times where like in bands People assume not their main instrument out of necessity because it's like, oh, well, we already have a bass player. We need a guitar player or something yeah. like that. Yeah. But, you know, like the bass just kind of gets a bad rap of being like. The easy one. The easy one. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. a lie. Unless you watch Karangbin, in which case, right. you know, <laughs> she's, <laughs> the, she's the main star it's of the like show. <laughs> she's just shredding. Has Justin amazing. considered doing a Karangbin style bass presentation of <laughs> no, i'm sorry that, that's a that's a whole have you seen karangabin do we yeah. know who i'm talking about here i have no idea what's going on they're the they're yeah. the texan band yeah no, where the the basically female bassist yeah. is like no, the star of the, the show you should check it out. okay <laughs> everyone just watches her the whole time playing the bass damn right they should <laughs> um 
But bass, I mean, bass is so significant to the rest of the band with the oh. drummer. You can like twitch your butt cheeks and like drum. You're communicating with the drummer in some way. Oh yeah, usually uh, <laughs> by yelling at them. Um. <laughs> so th- actually, going back to M Jones and the Melee, you have a drummer now. When did yes. the drummer come to pass? When did he come uh, into the band? He's been there since the beginning. Um, nice. Like there was a there were like a couple formative months where we kind of moved through some people, um, but he was the drummer that stuck so uh he justin and i were the core trio cool. and then we added on nick later there was like some coaxing and then we were like no that's cool man yeah. join our cult and <laughs> now you have now you have like so a studio you play at where yeah. do you where do you do all your um your practicing and stuff because you're doing a lot you're quite prolific with the gigs right you played at the ivy room mm-hmm. not too long ago i saw yeah we played bottom of the hill a couple months ago um, we're playing the ivy room on the 18th yeah we're playing the ivy room on the 18th yeah, we played. Won't uh, be your first time there. Potentially yeah. soon at the Lost <laughs> Church as well. You could. You're more than welcome oh. to play at the Lost Church. They're starting That'd up again lovely. in San Francisco in September, Sweet. which Ooh. is just a few days away. I'm down now. Yeah. Um, yeah, we played. Uh, we just played Utah. We're playing Vinny's. Um, if you're listening to the first broadcast of the show <laughs> this evening, um, <laughs> at Vinny's in Concord, Sunday the fourth. If Sunday you're listening, if you're listening to the second broadcast of this show, you missed it. You screwed <laughs> up. <laughs> yeah, basic. Uh, what time are you on? What time are you on tonight? Uh, on the fourth. Six. Of <laughs> on the fourth. What time are we on in the future? The distant future, or a week ago? Um, I think it's at six. I got to double check. Nice. <laughs> it's like time travel. This is like real life time travel right here. We'll let you know. I can go in the show notes. There was also there was also a mention of a farewell device. Uh, that's going to be later. Uh, in the in this episode when that <laughs> came up, so uh, how is the Ivy Room? I've never been to the Ivy Room. Uh, I've worked there; it's great. Nice little joint. Um, see, uh, Green Day played a cheeky secret show there not too long ago. Uh, they did well. that. They've uh, showed up as um, like kind of their side project, um, where it was uh, Billy and Mike's Billy, Mike, and like two other guys who I think are like friends of theirs from like back in the olden days. Um, where they're just doing a bunch of like, where they're literally just doing a cover set, nice, or like two cover sets, and it's all the like classic rock, but not the big radio hit classic rock stuff. Yeah. So it, it's very much the whole like, oh yeah, if if they weren't in Green Day, they'd be playing stuff that sounds a lot like fifties rock. <laughs> and then Billy Joe Armstrong did that long shot uh, record that was very much the like, oh, he made a fifties rock album, and it's great. <laughs> Um, Did they do a cover of Time of Your Life? Just because that's <laughs> probably the most covered song. Uh, I think if anyone had suggested it, they would have gotten stopped. <laughs> a cover of a cover? Yeah, it's like, hey, can you play Tiger? <laughs> With a paintball gun, you understand. Oh, yeah, paintball yeah. gun, absolutely. Actually, I, I, actually if I had to guess, Good Riddance wouldn't be the one that they would that they get... Uh, violent over it would be the if no paintball guns at live shows yeah no paintball guns at live shows it would be the if someone if someone shouts out play brain stew um <laughs> they just get ki- like security just drags them out uh, we, we don't condone violence with m jones and the melee we only condone melee yes bring it back to m jones. also Have you smash ever had someone shout out like a cover can you play a, a cover like you do requests I mean, I've been doing, I've been hosting and playing open mics for a very long time. I've had some very awkward requests made, and I've heard her have some very awkward requests made in her direction. Um, How do you know? It's quite hard to navigate those requests, isn't it? Because you try and be respectful, but at the same time, you're like, oh, God. I usually just say, like, oh, maybe. 
Yeah. I give a hard maybe or every now and then if it's on <laughs> my list about of like offline. get rid of that thing, it's the like uh no. Um <laughs> Yeah, I usually just like dismiss it with a cheeky joke. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. just well, move on heckling. I, mean, I, I think that it d- it depends like if you're an originals band, like if you're going to do a cover, you want to do it in your style and that takes some time and thought. Yeah. And yeah. so, you know, my impulse along those lines, it's not like that I'm dismissing anybody's song choice or anything, yeah. but it's like if I can't do it justice, if I can't make it sound the way that it yeah. should sit in a set list, then I'm. And we got a lot it. of we got a lot <laughs> of mileage out of that Dua Lipa cover. Yeah, um, like we've we've done some like. Oh, so you have done you've dabbled. We, we've, oh yeah, we've, we've got covers. we generally have like had like one or two covers like per pop, set. Some yeah. serious pop stuff. Yeah. In our style, but nice. as the bass player, the Dua Lipa cover is like one of my favorite things. Because yeah. it's basically <laughs> four minute bass solo. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, covers are good. I think it's important to do covers mm-hmm. at times just yeah. to reach, get that further reach as an audi- mm-hmm. for an audience and stuff like that. But yeah. So you're working. Re- reinvent the song and like yeah. reinterpret it, which is fun. Nice. So you're working on a new album. I know there's a new song that we're going to queue up. Should we, should we play that next? Yeah, let's play that next. Sneak it's that in there. It's an oldie but a goodie, and now it is new again. Nice. <laughs> and what's this? what's this bad boy? So this song is called so Big Cats. Call everything bad boy for <laughs> some reason. Cats. Big Cats. Is this based on the, the two cats that you own? As, uh, they like would like to think that. Neither Are they going to be featured yeah, in the music video? They're, they're tiny they're, there's cats. A, there is a story behind this one if you want to hear yes, it. Yes, please do. Um, yeah. So I'll, I'll try to keep it brief. Um, but um, it was while I was first getting started songwriting again, like about halfway through when I was in grad school. And... Um, I was sort of at a loss for inspiration, so I thought maybe I'll just go out into nature and mm-hmm. like just try to like soak in the vibes and come up with something. So I left early in the morning. I didn't tell anybody where I was going. Like a like first a mistake. First mistake. Um, I got two songs. Sneaker Wave came out of this day as well. Um, and I drove up to Point Reyes and I went to the beach and um, sort of walking around and there was a sign on one of the trails where it was like, warning, there's been a mountain lion sighting. Oh, Jesus. And I was like, oh, I better be careful. Like solo hiking is discouraged. And I was like, oh, yeah, that yeah. sucks. <laughs> it's like, well, I won't go down that trail. I'll go down the trail that like the trailhead like stems off next to it. Second mistake. Second mistake. Um, so I'm, I'm walking down like this like sandy spit. Um, it's like all this dune grass growing up and everything all around me. It's getting taller and taller. It's kind of like the trail's kind of closing in. And, um, you know, I was just kind of like looking at it and noticing. It was like, this is like the exact same coloration as a mountain lion. It's like, I'm literally walking through mountain lion camouflage. And this is, this is a very dumb thing I just did. Uh, Do they attack humans though normally? Like, normally is that they quite big, big, like yeah, kids maybe, but like uh, adults, they generally. They will get go after humans every now and then. If they're if super desperate. If they feel threatened or if. If or they feel right. threatened yeah. or if the human is kind of showing signs of being kind of an easy one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I saw that in uh, Golden Gate Park yesterday. Coyotes warnings in Golden Gate yeah. Park. Oh yeah. And it's breeding season. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So they've, yeah. Just, they've just given, oh, sorry, just given birth. And so. they're now very protective of. Oh yeah, no, that's so when. I mean, that's the other thing. If there's a if there's a cub yeah. or a anything around there, then wow. it's like, oh yeah, no, they absolutely yeah. go like, no. 
Sorry um, to interject. No, like, no. <laughs> I mean that that is like the concern where like you never know what you're going to run yeah, into. Yeah, like yeah. it's not necessarily that they're hunting you as prey, but you might <coughs> startle them or they might have cubs or yeah. like whatever. So like I was just thinking like, oh man, like or they're having a territorial issue on their own with like another cat. And yeah, it's like oh, you got in the middle of their turf you. war. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> whatever it is like it can be bad news really fast so i'm just like looking around going like i think i made a mistake yeah <laughs> and then the wind dies down it gets completely silent the way that like small prey does when there's a big predator around I'm just like being like oh wow. shit and then i i spin around and it's like the sandy spit is like really quiet to walk on and like there'd been like this other like solo hiker who's just been slowly gaining ground on me the entire time I had no idea he was there and he was like maybe 10, 15 feet away from me at this point. And I was just like, is this how it ends? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> <And> Uh-oh. <laughs> turns out he was just another solo hiker. He's like, can I get around you? I was like, yeah, okay, it's fine. <laughs> can I just <laughs> hang out with you for a bit? Yeah. Like, Don't I think I'll just latch onto them. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so wow. like it was sort of like the, like, you know, like you feel the prickles in the bottoms of your feet and the hair yeah, goes up yeah. on the back of your neck and you're just kind of like, oh, like I, oh my goodness. I escaped something by a small margin potentially, but it was also very much self-invented. Yeah. So like, that's what that, that's what this song is about. Thank you. Let's yeah. get this song on. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh my God, what an intro. It sounds terrifying. Well, you went to the wild when you lost your stride To watch one hungry empire devour another and a some joy where the river rushes to the sea Through those brackish reeds You want to bury your grief In a fearful symmetry Well, you went to the wilds In some self-imposed exile And deep inside a reckless mood You lost yourself in that solitude Who was it that saw you wander off Between the dunes In those wind-whipped brutal hues Russet old grasses enveloped you All teeth and claws in the tall grass there There might be lions in the tall grass Just keep walking on Who was it that watched when the birds went silent and the path went dead? When your mountain trepidation so
awesome. So that was Big Cats. What a, what a scary story. Have you ever seen a bear in uh, California or outside of California? Uh, not, n- not in the wild. Yeah. Yeah, I can imagine that would be pretty terrifying. We were in Bear Valley last week, and it was very prevalent with bears, but we didn't see any. Mm-hmm. We did see cows with cowbells stroll up to our tent cabin and start eating like a corn on the cob outside and it was random the good thing is you could hear them (laughs) a mile away because the cowbell but it was just such a random experience seeing random cows yeah (laughs) walking past (laughs) they're so big uh like i mean i'm I'm sure it comes as no surprise to anyone who's like worked on a farm or lived in like a rural area but that that's not my experience (laughs) (laughs) and like i i know what you mean um i went up to wildcat canyon park which is sort of at the northern end of the east bay Um, and and they the cattle grazes freely up yeah. there and cool. i was going on a hike and like it's interesting there's like the the remains of like an abandoned asylum up there like the foundations wow. you can still see that burned down in like the 1970s i think um it's really like it's beautiful like all the trees are still there from like the gardens that were outside it and everything just a tranquil nice place to sit and think nice. um but yeah I, I went there one day and then the, there were just cows yeah <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. very large cows. I felt sorry <laughs> for the cows because they were wearing cowbells, and yeah. I thought like, that must have been kind of rough for the cow. Maybe they don't notice, but they, you yeah. know, the whole time the poor thing is just it's listening just to that ding dong, ding dong, <laughs> ding dong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have to imagine that. Well, maybe they get used to it. Yeah. Maybe the same way that we get used to sounds in our environment, where it's like jet planes flying overhead yeah, or something. Yeah, like I guess so. Just becomes like part the, of the background. The helicopters noise. overhead in Oakland. <laughs> yeah, <so> well, yeah. <laughs> I'm just yeah, like, oh, too, okay, yeah. that's, I guess that's the thing that's <laughs> happening right now. I don't know. <laughs> so you sound like you do, you're quite a prolific hiker. You do a lot of hiking I in the I do like in hiking. I haven't gotten to do it as much recently as I would like, just because I've been like super busy, but yeah, yeah, I like exploring. With work and music, yeah. by the sounds of it. You try and you b- juggle the two, right? Yes. Yeah, cool. Okay, so we have two more playlist songs that you were going to take to your deserted island. And these are, I've not heard of this one. Oh, Sharon Von Etten, Van Etten, yeah. Deep Sea Diver and Impossible Weight featuring uh, Sharon Van Etten. And then Phoebe Bridges, I Know the End, who I think is touring right now. I believe so, yeah. Just, just did Seattle. I know this on Friday night, so maybe she's coming down here next. Who knows? Let's hope so. I mean, I'd love to go check yeah. it out if she have does. You s- have you seen her? I haven't seen her live yet, but um, I do enjoy her work. And I, I like how like there's some quiet songwriting, but it has very noisy guitars yeah. in it. Like, I'm a noisy guitar person. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I just love it when it's fuzzy and distorted and yeah, gnarly. Yeah, yeah. And, and like there's sort of like a visceral kind of like pour it out of yourself nice. kind of thing with yeah. with your playing. Even if even if it's like a reserved song where um, yeah. you're sort of holding back for a while. And, you know, I think the song that I, I put on there kind of speaks to that nice. until the end. But it gets very big at the end. Yeah. <laughs> cool. It is the one where they scream. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is the deep sea diver one. Right? Oh, no, this is a oh, sorry, sorry. the Phoebe Bridgers one. Oh, cool. Yeah. It's slightly yeah. different. Because yeah. I always think of Phoebe as like a mellow, acoustic, you know, intimate show yeah, type vibe. No, she, she does. She has that vibe. But if you listen to the guitar playing on some of her albums, it is gnarly. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. it's just like, it's fuzzy. Like, she's got all the uh, distortion nice. turned on. It's just kind of like held back in the mix. Cool. So it's cool, like, because like she does have a very soft, yeah, yeah, like, songwriterly voice. Yeah, and Just her her songs don't 
you know like most of the, well sometimes they do but like most of the time they kind of sit in like that medium range where like the emotions get dialed up and down but not too extreme yeah yeah but like lurking underneath the surface and i think that's what makes it cool is like just kind of like it's like it's simmering down there nice cool and then we've got um deep sea diver impossible weights sharon van etten tell us about this one yeah it's a, a cool band that um our guitar player nick turned me on to um they have like a lot of like really great like guitar riffs um the lead singer has like this incredible voice it feels very sincere um and very forward and um but like there's also sort of like some synth padding that kind of like comes from like some new wave kind of vibes yeah um that kind of pulls it all together um it's a fun ride all right so deep sea diver impossible weights and we have um phoebe bridges and i know the end good stuff thank you of course for choosing these i hope that i hope you enjoy them on your deserted island i look forward to the deserted island <laughs> <laughs>
All right, you just heard <laughs> Deep Sea Diver and Impossible Weight featuring the voice of Sharon Van Etten. And then we had uh, Phoebe Bridges and I Know the End from um, an album called Punisher. All right, so tell us why you chose Founders Hall with Justin here. Well, so our band is a, a group of friends and fellow musicians, and we all found each other through our local music scene. And by virtue of that, that means that we all play in a bunch of different bands with overlapping personnel. So um, Justin, our bass player here, um, also has a band called A Farewell Device, and he's written some amazing songs over the years. So I wanted to include one of his um, so you can all hear his songwriting prowess. So Justin, I don't know, like, do you want to say, say a couple words about it? A Farewell Device. Yeah, farewell you're making device. me blush. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so intrigued by the name, Farewell Device. Um, a Farewell Device. A Farewell Device, yeah. Uh, there is no, I mean, there's a story of 18-year-olds being dumb and misspelling farewell <laughs> uh, involved in the uh, original origin of it, but uh, it is, the name definitely came from my best friend of mine's like high school band, or like, end of high school early college uh, band and that's with massive scare quotes uh, around it um, that you know, we, we had you know fun couple summers and you know wrote some songs uh, two of which I still kind of play every now and then that nice. wound up on later AFD records um, but then towards the back end of college I started working on uh, uh, kind of my first solo first solo record that became kind of the first farewell device record and before I had a name for it or any sort of idea or plans for it I kind of just thought like, oh, it'd be a funny like inside joke thing if I called the closing track uh, a farewell device is just like a nod. Um, and then it's like, oh, that's actually a good name for um, the record and for the band. <laughs> and it's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> never mind. We had a good band name. <laughs> it's never easy. I'm keeping that. Yeah. I'm going to fix the spelling because we were dumb. Bad name. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was very much the whole like, uh, if if there's anyone asks like oh where'd that come from it's like my best friend and I in 2003, 2003. we were really emo Just I'm for still really at emo at the time of this show 19 <laughs> years 19 years Don't, uh, 19 years that <laughs> <laughs> sorry sorry just like to give some uh, you know for posterity <laughs> I'm 37 I'm not old <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> hello beer you understand me <laughs> True hangover session style. Yep. I love it. <laughs> hair, hair of the, the dog. Hair of the dog. Hair <laughs> of the god help me. Um, Founders Hall. Nice. So this was from... This, this is from uh, my 2012... Yeah. Um, or I guess 13 is when it came out. I, remember I recorded it According in to Spotify, so which is the source of all truth. Truth, yeah. <laughs> and also, it took me a while to remember. Like I, I distinctly associate recording this with the... Uh, Giants 2012 playoff run because that was going on while we were recording it and I was paying more <laughs> attention to that than I was my own record. An odd um, <laughs> but uh, so it's like I heavily associate this with 2012. Um, but uh, yeah, this was a uh, song I wrote for. It's actually the last song I wrote that wound up on the EP. Um, I definitely did not know what I was writing uh, at the time. Wound up being. Uh, weirdly and annoyingly prophetic. Listen to it and figure out why. <laughs> I'm not going into that on the radio. You'll be here all day if... That's my own headache um, <laughs> and personal trauma. But uh, shared personal trauma. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Moving on. Um, 
but yeah, recorded the record um, over in Dublin with my friend at my friend's studio. Um, he uh, he's actually my uh, childhood friend's dad. He his midlife crisis move was to build a. Uh, he doesn't want to talk about it, and that's literally the quote he gives. He gave when I asked him how much he spent on it. Uh, studio in his backyard. Um, and I think he specifically said that because his wife was within the earshot um, of how much money he spent on that thing. Great room, amazing <laughs> studio. Um, but yeah, I recorded it at uh, Tom Evans Studio, Off Ramp Studios in Dublin, um, with uh, Tracy Thompson, who was sort of like a temporary AFD member for that EP on backing vocals. Um, had a couple of people kind of come in and help out. Um, Tim Anderson was the guest drummer on this one, on this record. That's always been kind of the... Uh, I've made three of Farewell Device records uh, with drums. None of them have the same drummer. Um, <laughs> the next one I work on will be the first time a drummer shows up twice. Um, cool. In between records. <laughs> it's like, I found Jason. I'm holding on to Jason. I just uh, out of curiosity, what, when you say local, like what, what are we talking? What's the kind of... Well, not demographic, but like the boundaries of the local here. Like, are we talking Bay Area local? Like, uh, as far reaching as where? As far reaching as Moraga. Moraga. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think at this at this point, when well, when we all met each other, we were probably living in different places. But yeah. at this point, more or we less, are yeah. more or less based in Oakland and and stretching as far as Moraga. Ooh, the the far hinterlands. The far um, hinterlands. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> but also, as a side note, um, two of the two of the songs on Keep a Weather Eye were also. Recorded at Tom's. Oh yeah, that's right. Yes, they were two of the uh, yeah the party and Baker Abel recorded. Yeah. Um, at Tom's. Well, it's, a, it's a cool space. I yeah, enjoyed working there. Cool. But uh, yeah, the sort of origins, like how we all met uh, with the melee and its lineup. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like uh, Margaret and I met you at met? a show that we were playing when separate bands. Yeah. We then met I in joined bands. her band uh, two weeks later in San Francisco. In San Francisco, that was at Neck of the Woods. Um, Justin was sort of based out of Alameda, so yeah. then we started like moving over to open mics over there, and then reconvened with former bandmates of his from another band he was in called Septicy that were sort of scattered around the Bay Area, and then my next door neighbor became my drummer. Well, nice. <laughs> yeah, we had to go really far to find Jono. It yeah. was uh, <laughs> a long, far trek. That was uh, yeah. that was serendipity. Like he's you a fantastic drummer, but it was sort of like I live next door to a fantastic drummer. I wonder yeah. if he wants to be in a band. And yeah. then he did. Nice. <laughs> it got really lucky. And then I was given the warning on the way to that audition, rehearsal, whatever that was. Um, I guess audition was still technically the right term for yeah, it. Yeah, it was an audition. I, I was basically warned the uh, within the first 30 seconds, you will either love this guy or you will hate this guy. <laughs> he opens the door and just screams at me. <laughs> All right. No yeah. words, just, Strong just a stop. shriek. <laughs> and then I screamed back. And then Any they embrace each reason? other. Yeah, and then I then I screamed back. It it was uh, it was lovely. It's screams <laughs> of joy or it was screams uh, of joy. Well, I think it was, it was I think it was a, a threat response. <laughs> uh, it was it was more of like ah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Where they were sounding each other out. Yes. And somehow that has turned into dogs sniff each other's today. butts. Jono and I scream at each other. Uh, <laughs> You're getting quality content. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad they're slightly And occasionally different. we sniff each other's butts, but that's that's for me and him. Uh. Depends if you're spooning or not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> awesome. All right, well, let's get this song on then. Without further ado, Founders Hall, a farewell device. Thanks for the, for the intro, Justin. Uh, here to help. Here we go. From the Fatal Reverie EP. 
so glad you got to come back on the show well thanks for having me it's here been a joy. it's been, it's been a while be right yeah it's been a long time sounds like you've been keeping busy with the music side of things and uh, things are on the up as well in terms of uh, being in a band and all yeah. that fun stuff we're, new we're music we're making it work yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to get that back out playing shows again yeah as well, right it's been an interesting ride we've definitely have had to been inventive about things but yeah um yeah it's it's all coming together so you've got some shows coming up uh one tonight in particular yes tonight in the 
two Sundays from now. Is yes. it? No, next Sunday. Next Sunday. <laughs> next Sunday. As we're recording the show. Yeah. But you're playing at the Ivy Room. Did I hear that right? That's correct. Awesome. And then you have to follow M Jones and the Melee. You can follow at uh, mjonesandthemelee.com. That's the website. It's the center of the universe for, for Margaret and the band. And then we've got M Jones. Uh, you can find the Bandcamp from there. You can find Twitter, Facebook, SoundCloud. And to follow on Instagram, it's Jones Melee. At Jones Melee, is that right? Yeah, at Jones Melee. Nice. Good stuff. Yeah. Are you most active on Instagram? Is that the, is that yeah, the best way for listeners? Yeah, to we're we're most active on Instagram. Like we still have a presence on Facebook. We don't do much with Twitter. Yeah, yeah, Twitter's a funny one, isn't it? It's got its own kind of audience. Yeah, as it were, it's good for. I th- I always find Twitter's good for like personal stuff. I like I use it like I think I'm like a just a silent listener for Twitter because it's just so much noise on there. Yeah, I cruise I cruise through it, but yeah, I don't really exactly, add yeah. to it. Yeah. I, I'm I'm afraid of it being a thought diary. <laughs> I mean, it was designed to be a thought <laughs> Could diary. Easily be that, where can't like it? you just kind of you, you just like, but like, what if Cheetos are yeah. secretly like <laughs> go down the rabbit holes yeah, and <laughs> on many <laughs> like whatever it turns yeah. into? It's like what if Cheetos are secretly human fingers that have been deep fried or something? <laughs> then that haunts you forever. <laughs> You're like, why did I oh say that? Goodness, that's mo- yeah. why w- that's a monstrous thing. And then like. It, Five years from now, someone will be like, see, that person's like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Have you uh, entered into the realm of TikTok? Uh, you dabble with TikTok I, I dabble. I, I, I don't post to TikTok. It's sort of this, I lurk on yeah. TikTok. Yeah, I haven't done TikTok yet. I'm, I'm, I'm an internet, not sure if I'm ready to I, do it. I'm much more content to be an internet lurker. <laughs> I consume. Like when I'm ready to, to produce and put things out there, then I do that. But the rest of the time, I just lurk. <laughs> <laughs> Like Probably creeper. the safest way to be. <laughs> yeah, I've heard TikTok is good for like the audience factor <laughs> of things. Just changing the sl- subject slightly. It is like a. Well, it's supposed to be a good way. I haven't. Yeah, d- it's, delved it's into hard it though because the way the though. algorithm works, you have to be so constant, like so consistent right, with your right, posting. Yeah. Like some days, I just I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to say. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, my yeah. my inspiration comes in fits and spurts, yeah. and then there's a big dry spell. <laughs> and it's like post something. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> hey, we haven't seen you around for a little while. Why don't you? Uh, you know, it's like so all right. the, al- the algorithm <laughs> will punish <laughs> yeah, you. The algorithm's <laughs> like, oh, asking no. me. I'm just trying to write <laughs> songs, man. <laughs> <laughs> all right so we have uh, uh a local artist am i so is it so to say that bridget boyle is yes, going to be your yeah. last uh play the song here yeah she's a she's a friend of the band longtime friend of justin's um but also like a friend of mine friend of the band nice. uh she has a bunch of albums out um her song magic trick which is the one i picked was one of my favorites i just kind of like love how the chord progressions move and like how she kind of fits the the melody lines over it and nice. she's like Super awesome wordsmith when it comes to lyrics as well. And where's she? But where's she based? She's, uh, I believe, right now she's based out of Oakland, but she's been down in LA. She kind of moves up and down the coast. But um, yeah, she she's got she's working on a new album. Uh, I believe it's called Heartbreak Residue. Um, oh. I, I don't know when it's going to come out or anything, but um, excited about it. I've heard a couple of the songs off of it that cool. sound really cool so i just kind of wanted to give her a shout out yeah lovely it's always nice to get some uh, local artists on as well in the playlist in the desert island yeah. playlist and you've got your you're working on some new songs you've got a new single coming out when's the single dropping so the, the single second september 2nd okay cool which was two days ago <laughs> which was two days ago as, <laughs> as of per the, time the that first you are listening airing to this. of this show <laughs> yeah cool it's september the 2nd 2022 everybody 
lovely stuff and that's the big cats tune so look out for that everybody go and give it a listen go and give it a download on Bandcamp. sliding scale donations is that a uh yeah good way to give, give what you can yeah <laughs> nice cool we just want people to listen yeah <laughs> and go to live shows as well it's always a good way isn't it it's I always ask this question, but like Spotify is a very difficult way to wake, make money these it days. Is. So I mean, like way you can help local artists. Yeah, if if a streaming like if streaming is your jam, like the songs available there, yeah. like all the places that you stream find music. But you know, if you want to give us a direct little boost, nice. head on over to our Bandcamp. Cool. And then we're going to close out the show with two back-to-back live songs, which is a very rare occurrence, um, with uh, "Sneaker Wave" and "Hangover Song." which we decided was the perfect way to end the Hangover Sessions today. And these are two songs from... Are they both from the al- the first album? So Sneaker Wave is on the original album. Uh, we haven't actually released Hangover Song yet. Ah. We didn't. We couldn't quite figure out how on to SoundCloud fit it in. On SoundCloud, though, right? But yeah, it's on SoundCloud. Um, we, do, we are in the process of recording it, so there will be a release in the future. Um, but that was one that I wrote actually... Uh, I'll take things a little out of order. Like uh, I wrote Hangover Song the night after I met another artist that I ended up playing in a band with for some time. (laughs) (laughs) And it was it was the kind of night where you're standing there and you're holding a beer and you just kind of realize that you need to not be in public anymore. You just find your way home. and (laughs) You wake up in the morning. Uh Where you start seeing double. Yeah. You close your eyes and you're like, yep, this is is got to stop. Yeah. She's like, oh, man, we've all been there, Margaret. Like if I keep going, (laughs) this is going to be embarrassing. So it's time to go. (laughs) (laughs) So I woke up in the morning. I was just sort of taking stock yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like did i did i do anything stupid <laughs> i don't think i did yeah the all memory right. thing is also scary and isn't it? and um i i wrote that song yeah yeah <laughs> in yeah. response to that feeling ah, cool. <laughs> just sort of like wake up in the morning going like i don't think i did anything dumb <laughs> yeah yeah what what when like when did you start writing songs just not to go too uh, far down a, a rabbit hole here but i when mean did it all begin for you I started probably when I was around like 13, 14. Okay. Um, y- y- I will never share any of those. They were not very yeah, good. They're not, they're not <laughs> but I definitely liked writing songs. Do you still have them in the, in the, arch- in the Margaret archives somewhere? Or you try and just keep it you know, I can either confirm nor safe. deny. <laughs> okay, good, good answer. Very diplomatic If shit answer. hits the fan, everything gets set on fire. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I know how it goes with those early day songs. You know, we were in a different time then, in yeah. different emotional state, different hormones, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, well, I had an, an interesting <laughs> moment where I was, like, going back through, like, old Facebook posts, and I'm just, I'm glad that, like, so much of that stuff got archived, because, yeah. like, just, like, dumbass teenagers writing things on the internet. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool. All right. Yeah. Well, Margaret, it's been an absolute joy. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so j- glad Justin could make it as well. Yeah, same. Good luck with the new song release that's thank already you. come out two days ago. And... <laughs> Good luck with all the new music that you're going to be bringing out. It sounds like you've got a lot of new stuff coming out soon as well. So, And the show, of course, tonight at the Ivy Room. Any other shows that the listeners should uh, be aware of coming up in in the next few weeks? Uh, There is a show potentially coming up mid-October, and you can find out um, once we confirm it. Nice. uh, It'll be listed on our website. Go to the website. Good stuff. All right, Margaret. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. Ciao for now. Ciao.
I think I see a big thing coming. I sent my aspirations scrambling out there over the rocks. Look out to the skyline, I think I see that big wave forming. 
I turn my back on the water, when I turn my back on you. When I saw the tide was set against you. I fear the rocks would rise to greet you. I did what any good coward would do. Yeah, some way. Now there's a big wave coming, and I think it's getting ready to crash down over me. Now there's a big wave coming, and I think it's getting ready to. I could wander for miles on that exposed sand. I could wander forever in that moonscape land. I could sink forever in that widening expanse. Oh, there's a big wave coming, and I think it's getting ready to crash down over me. Oh, there's a big wave coming, and I think it's getting ready to.
Hi, I'm Jefferson Berge, and you're listening to the Hangover Session. Well, I heard you woke up singing from another seismic dream. All the shaking and wailing must have you straining at the seams. Oh, please tell me, darling, can you explain what any of this means? Well, you heard some distant thunder, so you started saving water. And then it all blew over. In fact, it was nothing at all. Oh, it wasn't nothing, certainly not a prelude to a fall. If you got a premonition, you can change my mind. Give it your best shot, kid. I do it all the time. If you want to cast both into some fanciful perdition, you're never gonna hear me intoning that apocalypse anthem. Well, my head is like a laundromat, it wobbles and forgets all those godforsaken words that still taste like whiskey and regret. It may not feel like justice, but it damn sure still feels like the safest bet. Let's get it on the record, list out all these achievements before we throw a lot into this unholy allegiance. Open all these windows and finally air out every goddamn grievance. If you got a premonition, you can change my mind. Give me your best shot, kid. Hey, I do it all the time. If you want to cast us both into some god-awful perdition. Never gonna hear me intoning that apocalypse anthem.
hold these monologues, aspersions made in wine and rage, have got us both to thinking that I might just be showing my age. Keep bouncing back again and again against the same old walls, this old cage. Something's gotta give, honey, something's gotta change. This tragic trajectory, it's strange. It's past and strange. I may not be a hero, but at least we get to choose our own constraints. If you got a premonition, you can change my mind. Give me all that shot, kid. I do it all the time. If you want to pass us both into some colorful perdition, never gonna hear me intoning that apocalypse. Woo! <laughs> <laughs>